to cinema buns i'm ritter i'm mike and i'm the world champ uh. <laughs> heavyweight fuck <laughs> good 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 job kevin he, he gave it his best shot he he did what he could uh yes we're interrupting our film schedule our film festival uh release schedule because we got into a couple of early screenings and we like big numbers, so we're releasing them uh, before the movie does. So we're talking about Creed 3. We don't get an opportunity like this uh, often, so... <laughs> we're going to capitalize it if we can. Now yep. we're big time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Creed 3. If you don't know, it's the third Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's based off of the 90s grunge band. Uh, you may have heard their song, I thought Creed Higher. Was- was like a christian rock band i was i don't know <laughs> yeah can you take me higher um, oh i was thinking of something else. Never mind. what were you thinking of i was thinking nickelback i mean that christian no no is the photograph the, the, the bible no the photograph is of... a picture of the last supper in your parents bedroom whoa <laughs> <laughs> this is the last thing your dad ate uh anyways so yeah we continue following the story of adonis creed and we go into michael b jordan's directorial debut yeah um and he's a fucking nerd (laughs) uh yeah so okay how about this which ones have you guys seen because this is the first one i saw all of them well we saw the first two creeds uh together um and then we all watched the rocky movies kind of just separately Throughout history, because yeah, they've say. been playing since like '84. <laughs> um, yeah, I barely the. I think Rocky Balboa, which is Rocky Five, is the one I remember the most, just because it's like somewhat recent. Yeah, but everyone, you know, it Rocky Four is part of the zeitgeist. It's why Dolph Lundgren's name is remembered. It's kind of like why it's household. Um, and I think it's the one that. It, it, just because of like the time, it's part of the height of the Red Panic. Uh, it was like a big fuck the Russians. It was a big anti-communist uh, sentiment at a, the time. So like having our look at how the communist is cheating with steroids. <laughs> how uh, yeah, as Rocky is humble. It's our two superheroes <laughs> coming together to fight, yeah. uh, and then uh, yeah, you know Rocky wins. Um, also, uh, kind of like a really cool character arc because like Apollo Creed was like kind of the rival villain character for the for the first four Rocky movies. Because originally <clears throat> Apollo was only boxing like so like uh, Rocky just as like a warm up mm-hmm. before a big fight. He literally he did not give a shit about Rocky. Yeah. Then he he wins in the first match. And then in the second movie, it's him being so upset that Rocky lasted the whole match that he's like, no, we're doing a rematch and I'm fucking putting him down. And then he won. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just continues from there. 
Uh, the first two Creed movies um, were like because like Sylvester Stallone really loves, um, really loves like Rocky as a story and everything. Um, but because it was his first movie, and he had to sell his dogs so he could. Rambo. That that was his first movie. No. I think it was Rocky because he literally was shopping Rocky around relentlessly. And at one point, it's the story everyone tells about Rocky is that um, he had to sell his dog to get enough money for food while he was shopping it around. And then eventually he was able to uh, buy the dog back after production. So, yeah, Rocky was his first movie in 1976. And then Rambo wasn't until later. Hold on, I'm, oh, I'm confirming. Rocky came out from okay, yeah, that would yeah, make sense um, because four is a, it's. A, I remember it as like kind of an '80s movie. Um, but yeah, so Sylvester Stallone like really loved this character and like kind of just like, uh, this world that he's built. But like he. Oh, it- I'm I'm a hundred percent wrong. By the way, not oh. his first film. So first film is The Square Root in 1969. Yeah, but it's like is I nice. thought Rambo it's like was a like a student film. Rambo is not is Rambo not like his uh his debut, his like foray into like writing and directing? No, that would be Rocky. <clears throat> but like Creed 2 is where he kind of just like has an end to his character arc. Um he went out on a really good note. <laughs> yes, he did. In Creed 2. Um, and like, it's kind of like one of my more favorites of the two. Like I kind of like Creed two a little bit better than the first one. Even two is a little bit of a rehash of four. It's a spiritual successor to it since it's like the next generation of fighters. Yeah. Um, it was a Drago versus Rocky thing again. And it's also kind of talking about like kids inheriting like, yeah, it's inheriting their like, um, dad's beefs, the sins of the father, uh, uh, from MGS. Um, God. (laughs) Uh, and then um, they like Dolph Lundgren, you know, has a cameo in it, and they ha- they hash it out. Him and Sylvester Stallone like hash it out. Um, and Rocky has a really like. I don't know if it would have been better if like spoilers for Rock- Creed two, by the way, if like it would have been better if Rocky died, but like, uh, I really like the ending of him being at those like gravestones for his wife and uh, Polly. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, because it's such a like a bookend for it. So Creed three is like he also wanted to like kind of just like pass the mantle on to Michael B. Jordan, and that's what Creed three is. It's Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut with like zero Sylvester Stallone involvement in it, mm-hmm. and it's him one hundred percent. This is my movie. Now. Yeah, and Rocky is not in it at all. Yeah, it's uh he's referenced briefly, but it's not. He's not a major player right. in this at all. Um, granted, I mean, kind of like with all boxing movies, I mean, it kind of plays similar to most movies, but I feel like the way it does the like climactic conflict felt more organic than in some other movies. There's a, something interesting about this one in that the Rocky franchise and Creed, um, additionally has always been an underdog story yeah Mm -hmm. um and so like that's very easy to do for creed one because like adonis is like a troubled teen or a troubled young adult um that gets disciplined from rocky and then uh 
Cause it wasn't like, like a, it cause... wasn't like a championship match in the first one, right? No, it was just like kind of a a boxing match. No, no, no. he did do a championship, I think. Um, because he, because uh, <clears throat> like it starts out with him doing like fights in Tijuana. Yeah, it was like an amateur boxer. Um, and then Creed two is just like a sins of the father type story. Um, Creed three, we're at a point where like sins of myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Creed three is very much about um. Uh, Adonis is, oh <laughs> it is about, it's about naruto um it's uh, a story about his family and his life and like the thing that he's built because he's at the top now and it's like how do you make that into an underdog story again and like i think they took we an make interesting you root yeah, they did against the underdog <laughs> fuck the underdog let him die no but they 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 do a they do a cool thing where he's old he's getting older he's and he has old, a box uh and yeah, he's uh, been out of the game for a while. He's in like kind of the management role. So he's like a little bit untrained. And the underdog story shifts into Jonathan Majors' character because he yeah. just got out of prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like never been uh, professionally fighting uh, like while he's there. So that's where the underdog um, mantle gets put on him. And then they come to head in a... Bl- uh, uh, like towards the climax of the movie because like uh as the trailers show it's supposed to be like him confronting his past and then like they it's not really of a spoiler he fights jonathan majors um in this movie and the way they kind of just like reintroduce him as the underdog is by him getting like weakened a little bit just because he's been out of the game he's old um i mean in that sport you have to be in like your teens and twenties in order to that's where your career is. And then as soon as you pass 30, then you're practically dead. Um, yeah. And like he becomes like kind of the underdog again. And it's kind of just like really fascinating and cool how, um, Michael B. Jordan was able to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause I only saw, so I saw Creed with you, Creed three with you guys. And then I went back to watch Rocky, the first one. Because I've never seen any of the Rocky movies or even any of the Creed movies. This yes. is like the first thing introduced to me. Like, I've seen the memes and I've seen... I know the overarching story. So, wait, story you watched general. Rocky after we saw Creed 3? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Were you disappointed there wasn't a chicken chasing scene in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was funny. Yeah. There um, is in the second one. So, yeah, yeah like... In Creed uh, 2. Yeah. Rocky is definitely a movie of its time. But it's also still really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because like Sylvester Stallone is a very sentimental person. Yes, he uh, fucking loves this shit. And I, yeah, I, he does, and I live for it too. Yeah, no, he he plays his role. This is my Yeah, <laughs> just my best yeah, friend. Like him trying to be charming, like in like an awkward way, is great. Yeah, it's it's so good. And the, then, one of the earliest himbos. Yeah, <laughs> you almost forget about the Italian stallion. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh. Just like his his like uh, apartment, it's like it's like everything that holds his like hat and his like uh, his like jacket and stuff is like a freaking machete and then like a, a trench knife and I'm like what like, <laughs> yeah like minimal furniture and yeah just the bare necessities you guys have seen rolled that- up bed to for a punching bag and <laughs> oh god that's so good yeah uh, you guys seen that like kind of just like image that's floating around on the internet and it's just kind of like a bare ass apartment with just a beanbag chair and a tv yeah and like how do men live yeah, like how do, yeah. women are like how do men live like this and then all the men are like dude that's all you need <laughs> yeah like he got his fish and he's just like you know just t- get feeding them a little bit and he's all happy 
about it. Yeah. Like it, it's it's so endearing. And then uh, and then like yeah, like it goes through like the the list of like things the the arc that he needs to do to be the underdog. Uh-huh. And then I then I look back at Creed 3 and I'm like this is so anime. Yeah. <laughs> it's still good and it hits like the it still hits the numbers, but it's like I live for I really like stories like this cuz like yeah, it's the story beats are the same, but how they go about them is always a blast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I mean kind of shifting back to Creed 3 cuz yeah, in this movie like he's had his time at the top mm. and now he's just kind of going into his coaching and like uh he's like a suit wearing manager he's like developing boxers and stuff because like for those that don't know too much about boxing it's pretty rare when fighters keep fighting after they're like 30 or 35 Mm -hmm. usually by that time they're like it yeah you need to stop there i there is a list of like 10 boxers who became professionals after they were 30 it it does not happen too often. That old man strength. It's it 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 is what it is. Yeah. Like by the time you're by the time you're hitting thirty five, that's when like trainers and stuff are like, are you sure you want to keep boxing, dude? Like, Unless you're like just Brock Lesnar and mm-hmm. like you're forty years old, but you're still bigger than a house. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> not saying it can't happen. It's just not common. But right. yeah, so he's he's retiring and like I I like I. I kind of like the, again, going back to the conflict, because, like, the whole story arc is, like, this is an old friend he had who, like, he started a fight with someone, and he started getting beat up by that guy's friends. Did, and Did we all see the trailer? Because I barely remember the creepy. I did not it's in, see the It's trailer. in the trailer. It's basically... Yeah, I'm re- trying to remember what's spoiler-free. Spoiler-free is the friend helped him stop getting beat up, but he got arrested instead of... uh adonis okay right Right. so like there's that inherent guilt and like because he comes out and he's like man you did you did great you really went yeah all the way and stuff and you know i kind of want to box too and he's he's doing out of guilt and also he genuinely is like yeah we'll do that and then things start to spiral from there yeah because like um i i think it's safe to say that uh God, what the fuck is it? Dame um, is Jonathan Majors' character. He was actually like a really good amateur boxer. Yes. Um, and so mm-hmm. he, being put in prison and like taking his like 20s away from him um, robs him of the opportunity to realize his dream. And so the added dynamic of your best friend who like was like the person that was like helping you in your boxing journey take your dream from you yeah. mm-hmm. um, while you were like locked up. Uh, there adds that like extra layer of like conflict between them. Oh, absolutely. That that Creed can also see, and like it adds that like little bit of like uncomfortableness when because, he comes back out and they like right. reconnect. Because when they start like having Dame help out and stuff, like Adonis's like trainer and like partner at the Duke, gym and stuff. Yeah. Even he's like, dude, this is not a good idea. But what's cool is like he's, he's, too, he's angry. He's, yeah. He's it's got a, a chip on his shoulder. There's, a, there's like it's like kind of like cliched because like Duke is the coach of Dame's fighter when he was in Golden Gloves. Yeah, yeah like you see him his, in the flashback. Of, yeah. So Duke knows what Dame is like. Right. Uh, but it's a little bit weird that they're all connected. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, because it shows 
because he's like, dude, this isn't a good idea. He's got a chip on it. And like, you kind of see that develop as the movie goes on. And we're going to avoid and, spoilers until like a little bit later in the episode. But, but it, uh, Don, Don also challenges that like, isn't that the same as like me? Right. Yeah. So give him the same chance that, that, I, uh, received. that I, I received. Now, uh, I, I do like kind of the character build with his wife and his kid and stuff and his mom. Everything felt in place. There wasn't any weird character shifts or anything. Everyone felt like they kind of still fit into the role they set for him in an organic way. Mm -hmm. And I, I do have to give that to Michael B. Jordan. He kind of kept a lot of things organic and like faithful to the previous Creed movies. Mm -hmm. And, uh, cause like, I I think the first two Creed movies were written, um, with, by Coogler, Ryan Coogler. And then this third one is written by, he's in in a production role, but Ryan's brother, um, Kyle something, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe, um, the other Coogler, uh, wrote this movie with, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Um, so it was like something that they worked on. Oh, okay. By the way, I uh, this isn't a big spoiler. It's because it doesn't have too much in there. But I do really like the uh, <laughs> Vegeta-ass comeback of Drogo Jr. Because <laughs> literally... He's of the sh- Victor Drago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because he shows up and Kevin literally leans over to me. He's like, this Vegeta motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, They're best friends now. Yeah. Like, They're helping each other. And... It, it reminds me of, like, a post I saw where it's like, all right, two men hate each other. They fight. They're now best friends for life. Two women hate each other. They fight. They still hate each other. Yeah. Nothing changes. They don't talk for 20 years, but they still send each other Christmas presents to show off yeah. how cool they are. Yeah. But, uh... All women... <laughs> God. Hold grudge. Um, now, I do want to bring up the fact that how big of a fucking nerd uh, Michael B. Jordan is. Because there's one scene where they're at, like, this halfway house. It was either the halfway house, or no, it was with, at his mom's house. Because that was after they reconnected. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, in his room, you've got pretty... You've got some anime posters up and stuff. And uh, the Naruto poster was incorrect, because it had Shippuden Naruto. And that <laughs> wasn't a thing yet in 2002 when it took place but um there's once it starts getting to the climaxes and stuff like the fight choreography is decent granted some of dame's like boxing moves kev kevin did well red pill me slightly (laughs) because there's this one block move that dame does that is so fucking stupid that is not a good boxing block at all and kevin's like what that's probably what he had to do in the prison to protect himself (laughs) You never know. And I'm like, okay, I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. But, like, there are some mo- – overall, most of the boxing was, you know, movie boxing. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the things. And then they have the uh, – what I'm going to call the anime dimension. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a cool thing in the beginning of the movie um, where <laughs> fucking um, – so we have Michael B. Jordan – um, holding back his power level. Yes. Yes. And he's seeing the the, every, the every, openings. He's looking every, for the openings. Every time an opening comes up, he the, makes a note. The Batman Arkham Asylum yeah. uh, counter <laughs> <laughs> the, 
thing goes off over his head. The, the, the camera zooms in on uh, Don's face. He squints. He locks in on you how You see the... like a kidney shot. And yeah. you see like an open chin. Yeah. It slow-mos and then is like... And Tessa Thompson... He sees uh, the flaws in his Bianca, combos. Yes. I, I, lo- I also love that they both learn sign language. Um, yes. Bianca is like signing to him, just finish him already. Quit playing around. Yeah. And then he's like, okay. And then he just like three three hit combos him to death. No, <laughs> yeah, I, no, yeah, because the because that round he lost, he was losing that round. And then no, I love quote unquote because he was down points. And then it's like, and he's like, and he's like, why are you smiling? You just lost that round. And he's like, checkmate. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh yeah. And <laughs> I love how Duke's like, oh yeah, you sure? Okay. And then he does it, and he's like, all right, you got yeah, it. Yeah, you got him. <laughs> you got him, kid. Um. You know, it kind of reminds me of um, the Dark Knight Returns Part 2 scene. <laughs> I might be just talking to myself. Um, <laughs> the lizard people who live in the dumps. Um, oh. So Batman approaches yes. them because he needs an army. And in order to gain their trust, oh, he, yeah! has, he has to beat uh, up the biggest asshole. Yes. And so one of the coldest quotes that he has is that, like, um, you're on... A, an operation table and I'm the surgeon. Yeah. yeah. As he like systematically dismantles a human, not well, a, a, uh, immune, like this mutant guy yeah. by just like attacking every, every piece week. of so, his weakness and just breaking all of his bones. Yeah. But it was like that. He was like slow-mo, dodge, duck, hit right in the rib, hook. He he does like a punch above at the eye and he's like, you barely and gave me a scratch. And he's like, yeah, but it's the type of scratch that bleeds and the blood keeps getting in his eyes. <laughs> and it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, that fight, that's a good fight. Yeah. That's a good fight. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's what the first, that was the first fight in, that was, uh, yeah. in Creed 3. So what's, yeah, because what's funny is like the rest of the movie is him coming at problems as a coach. He doesn't really become a fighter until near the end of the movie again. And mm-hmm. also, it's a little bit of him becoming a father too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Com- becoming a father and kind of like it, this movie definitely injects some of like trying to remind people to be healthy about your own emotions and like past. Cause his wife is like, listen, if you don't talk about what's wrong, you're never going to get past it. It right. also, uh, it comes to, ter- it's about coming to terms with not giving up on your dreams, but like how beautiful it is to pass on your dream to someone else. Mm-hmm. Because, like, at this point of the story, um, uh, Bianca's, like, hearing has progressed. I think she can still hear, right? She can but, like, still hear, aids. but at this point, she's like, I had to stop because if I kept going, then she would I would lose have completely yeah. So she's gone into, hearing. like, a producer role. Yeah. And uh, so that's a little bit like that because Adonis isn't boxing anymore. He's retired. He's old. And so now it's up to him to kind of, like, lead the next generation of fighters, and he's watching... His um, daughter beat yeah. up other, oh uh, yeah, the, the, other deaf girls, yeah. other <laughs> deaf girls at school. I fucking love that bit because like, so this girl goes up to her, grabs her drawing, and just rips it for no reason. It's unprompted, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Kids and, do be like that sometimes. And then yeah. she's just like, fuck, and punches her right in the face. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> box dad. <laughs> and oh, shoot. it's I really like the scene where uh him and bianca are like doing the parent teacher conference about it and and he's like yeah she doesn't <laughs> no what's great is because when you're uh i don't know if 
everyone knows this when you're doing American Sign Language, the way your eyes and your mouth are set up also indicates the tone yeah. of what you're mm-hmm. saying. So he is straight. He's upset because like his kid got bullied and like and she wh- got in trouble. Well, and and he's like, why is this an issue? She defended herself when this kid was bullying her. So he's got this like mad dog face, like angry face. And Bianca was like, okay, you're giving off a really bad tone with your sign. You need to stop. Yeah. Okay. And then she takes over and he's just like, okay, I still don't see what the problem is. Yeah. <laughs> I I really like that bit and like. You, cause you see him develop as he's helping teach his daughter. Because at one point, like, she's like secretly watching a fight, and she he kind of has her come over and work on one of the bags, and he starts talking about like it's about controlling, it's it's not just about strength and power. Yeah. You got to work on like controlling. Yeah. So he your... teaches like in in silence through sign language yep. um in like one of the most like clearest display of how to do a proper right straight yeah um like i've seen um and it's like so just like easy to understand like you just need to watch that and if you just want to learn how to do a right straight um but yeah no so now uh he teaches his daughter how to fuck how to properly deck someone yeah <laughs> well what i like about that scene cuz he's exemplifying like boxing isn't just about raw power but he's also saying like it's about control and controlling your emotions and stuff Mm -hmm. so he's like kind of like teaching himself while he's teaching her Mm -hmm. just like i need to control my reaction to everything in order to move past like what's happening yeah because the guilt's with him for a while throughout this movie yeah and there's like as the movie progresses, kind of like the amount of stuff to be guilty about goes up, mm-hmm. and then like, like little hints at his past keep getting dropped and like interfering with his life, mm-hmm. and he is like, I don't want to deal with it. I forgot about it. Let it die. Yeah, yeah. But if it's like, and Bianca's like, okay, obviously it's not dead if you're still this upset about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean. It, it still plays like any other boxing movie. Mm-hmm. For the, sure. The thing, uh, I, I mentioned this to Mike um, while we were watching it. Uh, there is so much in this movie that before the Jonathan Majors, uh, Michael B. Jordan fight gets announced, we have so much material for a movie. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is an entire season of a and show. And it feels so quick. I did not feel like I didn't anything... feel like it was quick. I felt like... I mean... I was I... like, this is kind of a lot of information and like a lot of just kind of drama and storylines going it, on. It could have been... I was like, I, I, w- I, I was thought really... two hours had already gone right. by. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, I was just enjoying the movie maybe. Yeah. And so like for me, it was like, it felt, it, it felt really short overall, but not like in a bad way. It was just like, that was the right amount. The and pacing then, was very good. Yeah. Yeah. You'd, it never dragged or anything. I do want to bring up the anime dimension again <laughs> because um, in interviews, and it's very apparent in the movie, he has taken like inspiration from different like fighting anime like Hajime no Ippo, yeah. uh, Megalobox, and stuff like that. And something that Ke- that you brought up, Kevin, that I agreed with was that, man, it's cool he brought in these anime elements. Problem is he brought the exact same subtlety that anime has <laughs> to like these bits. So it's like any like symbolism or whatever that's happening is so overt. It's like punt. It's like punching you in the face with it. Mm-hmm. That goes with that. I mean, it's okay. I'm okay with it. It was still good, but I kind of wish that 
some of it was done a little bit better. You you were you would have rather had like the side characters explain what's going on. No. <laughs> I want no. I wanted Duke cross armed in the background just going, He's ready. <laughs> I wanted a, a gazelle punch and then I wanted the uh fuck, what's it called? The one have either of you seen Hajime no Ippo? Yes. Okay. About eighty episodes before I was like uh, <laughs> I got tired. Uh the one where he literally does the uppercut. And he his fist almost touches the bo- yeah. the mat as it just goes <laughs> yeah. so low. Yeah, um, I wanted one of those, but uh, I sorry guys, there's no Dempsey roll in this. No, uh, there is no Dempsey roll. You get close to it. That would have been good. That you did. So you do good. hear a jet engine every once in a while. I uh, I will say overall the story is good. Characters are well done. Story is. I mean, the story is good, but it's pretty basic. Uh, choreography is about what you would expect from a boxing movie. It's it's really hard to get convincing boxing fights in a movie, and I yeah. think the I think the movie that did it the best was Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. I think that felt the most realistic, and I'm saying that with big ass quotation marks because, <laughs> like. It, uh, unless you're act, unless you're willing to pay the insurance for your actors to get beat the fuck get up, bodied, mm-hmm. and yeah. to beat the shit out of each other, then you're not going to get realistic fighting. But God, I'm waiting for that movie. I'm waiting for <laughs> yeah. actors who are like, no, I want to actually fight them. And then, no, 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 I want a boxing movie where they don't know how it ends. <laughs> they write the story in the lead up. And then they film the climax, and depending on how that fight goes, determines how they end the movie. <laughs> so it becomes an actual like boxing record between these actors. You, so they you just, run a boxing simulation. Are you saying they just do a Showtime uh, interview thing where they show both of the boxers just working out and doing their, yes. their side stories? Yeah. <laughs> and then they just... Well, what's it's? I mean, they have that in here. And what's funny I is know. It, it's 100% accurate to how it works. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, th- is there any like non-spoiler talk you guys want to get into? Um, Mike and I can do a small aside referencing Ant-Man and Wasp. Jonathan Majors is fucking cut like yeah. uh, a Greek god in this movie. And he's underutilized in Mania because he doesn't take any of his clothes off. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, I, I, like, cause like the, the time, the way the timeline works in real life. We saw Creed 3, and then we saw Ant-Man um, and Wasp. And we were like, he's fucking huge under that dumb, yeah, he is. dumb <laughs> dorky costume. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's so jacked, and they just won't let him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is funny, because they're like, man, he's pretty old. I don't know if he's... Meanwhile, he like he's supposed to sh- it, Like, he's supposed to be older than Creed. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, he's, it's like he's super underdog in this movie, because he's way past his prime. Um, but he's built like a fucking brick wall attached yeah. to a truck. I know. <laughs> God, God, it's just We're, a semi truck ready to rev. Yeah, because his in it because he has like a, a boxing match in which he's uh, fighting another fighter who's like a hundred pounds lighter than him. Okay, no, okay. Like, there's on. no way that they're both heavyweights. This, yeah, yeah, in the no, no, same no, weight wanna, class. Yeah, yeah I want to bring this up. There is a heavyweight champion in the movie. There is no fucking way he is in the right weight class yeah there is 100%. no way hundred percent uh also this movie doesn't understand how um uh worldwide 
heavyweight champion stuff works because they oh god what's the word the un the unified the unified heavyweight champion of the world yes yeah um just got all the belts so <laughs> in boxing there are multiple boxing leads there's like the wbl the wbo and then there's something else so there are three boxing leagues and when you become the unified heavyweight champ that's you winning in every league mm-hmm. and <laughs> fucking dame wins one round the new unified heavyweight champ and they yeah. give him all his belts and it's like that's not how this works it's no. different leagues that you don't win them all in one match yeah he would just get one of the smaller belts yeah but still uh yeah, watching that fight, you're just like, how the fuck are they in the same weight class? There's no fucking way. Because <laughs> I think weight classes in boxing only range... Like, Within like 50 pounds, I think. Yeah, it's like 15 or 20. Uh, yeah, because... Like, they, they've I, gotten tighter over time. Yeah. I, I, they used to be a lot wider, I think, many years ago. Yeah. Um, I, you know, just because safety and all that. But like, uh, Jonathan Majors... Um, I haven't seen devotion um or uh lovecraft something whatever okay so heavyweight Mm -hmm. is any boxer that is uh more than 200 pounds that's it that's literally how it works god damn it is yeah heavy heavyweight is anyone more than 200 pounds listen there's a lot of muscle you can pack. There's yeah. no way that other guy is 200 pounds. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, a sleeper build. But, but he had the coolest boxing entrance. <laughs> he had the fucking guy in the Cataveta mask and the oh, smoke man. bombs. He's like a, he's a known, he's a known like Mexican artist. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he fucking walks in with the swagger. It's like, oh, that's so fucking rad. <laughs> Um, that's, that was kind of up there with like the one UFC guy who walks in and as soon as he gets into the wind, he does the Rock Lee pose. Yeah. Israel Azdevanya. Yeah. yeah. Adesanya. Yeah. And one of my favorite MMA fighters. But, uh, <laughs> any more sp- non-spoiler talk? Uh, Jonathan Majors, like I said, um, I haven't seen Devotion or, uh, Lovecraft, uh, whatever. Lovecraft uh, Country? He actually Lovecraft does, Country. He does a good job in Lovecraft Country. Apparently he's also pretty huge, but he's like huge for, he's been huge forever. Um, but like he trained extra hard. Yeah. Uh, especially for this movie. It's, um, it's very funny in Lovecraft country. He's supposed to be like a kind of, he's not like a super nerd, but he's kind of more of a nerdy guy. Mm-hmm. He's still like built <laughs> <laughs> or no, nor did I see Loki. Um, but like, so this isn't like kind of my first exposure to him. Loki. He's still in nerd clothing. Yeah. He's, he's still, he, you know what? It, it, a small also Ant-Man reference. Did you guys remember Jupiter Ascending? Yes. No. Uh, is that the movie with Chadwick Boseman dressed as like a god that knew everything? No. Jupiter Ascending is the one with... Um, oh, Channing Tatum. Yeah, Channing Tatum and, and Mila And he's a half-wolf hybrid guy. Chadwick Boseman isn't even in that movie. Which is the one where he plays like um, the god of knowledge or whatever? Oh, it's like a desert one, fuck. right? Is it like the, the new guys, whatever? But okay, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, 
Okay. Um, Jonathan Majors reminds me of <laughs> his character. Reminds me of that. He's just a buff dude uh, that contains the knowledge of the universe <laughs> as Kang, um, and also in like Loki. But yeah, no. Uh, Jonathan Majors' performance. Uh, Gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's pretty good in Creed Three. His boxing is like a little inelegant. No, it's because like he does wide swings. Mm. His his hips don't stay in place, or like his hip, his, his hips, hips don't like lie. His, his his hip hips move very like laterally whenever yeah. he's like swinging. Um, his so the block the block that kind of piss. He does this thing where he puts his arms kind of like a wall, like he makes a wall with his forearms in front of his face, like horizontally. Yeah. It completely blocks like 75% of his vision, but like, it's not a terrible block. It's just that one uppercut and you're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he, it's definitely like prison boxing. Uh, yeah. Cause he's like been unprofessionally, um, boxing for, I don't know how long. And like, uh, he hasn't had like proper technical training um in, in because he couldn't live through it yeah. because his, he was too busy and being in prison in his first like post-prison meal with adonis he's like i've, I've stayed in shape and then he takes off his shirt and it's just like glistening <laughs> like he, he was the, wasn't he doing like kind of just like super pull-ups yeah yeah uh what's the word for that it's not it's like burpees on or on, yeah. on a bar but he was like he would pull he would get up to his chin to pull up and then just push all the way up into the sky yeah um, and we were all just like, shit. Yeah. The one where he's got the two ropes and he's just, like, oh, oh. <laughs> he's just pulling himself. Yeah. Up like in like order the, to the first time you see the man with his shirt off, you're like, God damn. Yeah. And then he starts going into, which is, uh, uh cause like, uh, he did an interview with men's health, um, to show off like him and his, uh, personal trainer, whose name is Rhino, um, God. do some like insane, just kind of like calisthenic stuffs where he's just like, uh, uh, He's doing chin-ups, and then he's doing, like, uh, leg swings and whatever. And, like, just really work on his, like, rock-hard chiseled abs. Yeah, boxing, like, you do use weights and stuff, but you also do a lot of, like, natural weight yeah. workouts. Like, it's more about tone than it is about, like, bulk. Because mm-hmm. if you get too bulky, then you slow down and you're not as reactive. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay. Everyone ready for spoilers? Creed's a good movie. Go watch it. Yes, yes. Go watch it. Three, two, one. So when Dame got knocked into the giant prison bars and come That was great. <laughs> in closing the ring. <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. Or when uh, Dame got... Or no, Adonis got pushed back against uh, yeah, prison the... bars. And then Dame got pushed back against the pillow mat that they made at the home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's some of the anime quote unquote subtlety. Uh, they're there. they're both standing on or they're both sitting at their corners, and then it just match cuts to them as children. There any slow mo shot is also really good. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's like, uh, cause like talking is a free action in an anime yes. fight. Yes. So, what we see in the final fight is just like two rounds, and then they enter the anime dimension on round three, and then and it then goes to ra- the end when round. They, when the t- when time resumes and the time stop stops, we're on round eleven. No, yeah, we're, we're on the fa- last final round like, or something we, like that. Yeah, we watch the first two rounds live. 
yeah. and then anime, and then we're going into round 12, and the three we of us are like, like, what the fuck? Because, <laughs> like, with the first two rounds, I'm like, okay, Adonis won. I think Dane won that one. And yeah. then round 12, it's like, okay, then it has to be a knockout. Yeah, yeah. so the, what's cool about this movie um, is that it tasks you in, like, because, like, you don't fucking see Jonathan Majors at all in the first and second one, and he's never referenced at all. Um, this movie is tasked with trying to build an audience connection with a character we've never heard of and convince us that these two were brothers. Like these were two were close and that this is a very highly emotional fight. And so like, I think it does a fantastic job, especially in the final fight. It's just like two people. um, This is the real brothers war. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Urza magic. (laughs) God. Uh, Kevin Um, had to put that in there. He had to drop it somewhere. I mean, that's what I said in my head when I was watching this movie. I was like, this is the real Brothers War. Um, it's like these two people that like loved each other. Um, and you can like see it in their faces. Uh, just like the way they look in their eyes, the way Jonathan Majors, he has like this kind of like pouting thing that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit because of the he mouth ha- guard, but he was like, he's just like always. He has the same exact like uh, <laughs> expression he does after each round where... It looks like he's like, oh, okay, all right. So that's what we're doing. It's the, yeah, yeah. I, it's every time, and I, it I, made me laugh every time I saw it. Yeah, I, I don't know about you guys, but throughout the entire movie, like I could tell they were, they like were mad at each other, but I never felt like they hated each other, which was I think was good because that's kind of what it is. Like they're, it isn't. It's a. It's kind of like. Mm, you could kind of just uh, say that this is kind of like how men deal with their uh emotions emotions and like interpersonal problems it's kind of like a stereotypical thing of like just like we hash it out with our fists and then we come out as goku and vegeta yes um and like uh you referenced uh like earlier um ivan drago as the vegeta because like um victor drago uh yeah victor drago because like uh adonis now has to get back into the trenches and he's he's basically taking the training cues that he learned from Rocky yeah. of going out into the desert, doing some really hard shit, and then he like spars with Victor Drago, yeah. who's still huge. Yes. Um and like uh it's like so it, it like these mini character arcs are so like fascinating I, I, and it's, I liked him taking off his limiter just taking off the helmet yeah, to go yeah. for the next round no i actually there's one thing i actually really do like in him and drogo's interaction during sparring is like drago at, at one point victor's like guys we need to he needs more training we need to stop because mm-hmm. he's like beaten adonis down yeah and like adonis is not able to defend himself and victor's like that this is sparring i cannot keep he, just beating him down that's yes. not that's not. It's not training anymore. No, it's just, <laughs> it's just a beat down. Yeah. Um. So one thing that I did like about the anime dimension part was that it goes, it goes dead silent, and yeah. you just hear them. Mm-hmm. You hear the punches. Yeah. You hear them going ah like at each other and shit. Yeah. I love that part. Yes. Fucking loved it. Yeah. I wish more movies were willing to do that, but they're not. <laughs> Like a lot of movies nowadays, I feel are so scared. I think I've of said, doing something weird. Yeah. yeah of not only just or just do- something that's out of ordinary. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like I said this during the 
I think I said this during our Dune review where movies that are like comfortable with being silent or having parts where no like sound is happening are brave mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. nowadays like with Marvel and shit, every movie feels like they have to have something going on 24 mm-hmm. seven, some sound, some big, some story, way to keep your attention. Yes. It has to happen. They never, the, not, there aren't a lot of movies that are willing to let it breathe or let something like happen. Mm-hmm on its own so i I think a good director um and i think michael b jordan has like learned this uh because he's also like kind of just like a big film nerd he loves everything um he uh has learned to kind of just like figure out what this what emotion this scene needs and then just like silence completely everything except and then just like isolate that yeah so yeah the during the the climactic fight between um dame and dawn um everything goes quiet and it's just them two in the ring mm-hmm. yeah i think for a directorial debut this is a good fine, job that him and ryan coogler have like kind of just great banger directorial debuts <laughs> i i would say michael b jordan did a great job uh i think something i said and this is probably more of just because it was a boxing movie i think michael b jordan could um benefit from working with like a fight coordinator yeah, yeah, like the, yeah I think, like I think, would, yeah, I think, yeah, I think like the fight choreography is like kind of like the weakest part. Yes, yeah, I, I think he could benefit from working with a fight coordinator a little bit more, getting a little bit more experience, like how like fight scenes and the mm-hmm. choreography. He needs to talk to the guys who who make John Wick and be yes. like, okay, I need this in my boxing. Film. You, mean and then the, they... you mean the fight coordinators who directed their own? Yeah, movie? right. <laughs> um, talk to the guys who made the raid. Uh, oh yeah. Um, and then I think. I, I very much appreciated the anime influence, but he can also keep the subtlety from normal things. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, I, the mother dying was rough. Yeah, I just, mean, just happened. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah, though, when I mean, they they give you hints, but then like it just happens. And you're like, oh shoot, okay. Uh, there's also like a part where, because uh, like in his training montage, he punches a tree. And then I was like, this Epo-loving motherfucker yeah. is going to yeah. try to catch leaves as they fall down. I mean, it doesn't happen. He's punching a tree to work on his, like, knuckle strength. Yeah. Um, And also just, like, to break a tree because that's Sigma. <laughs> that's so fucking alpha, dude. Oh, uh, one kind of thing I had was there was a odd amount of CGI in the movie. Uh, For certain fight scenes and for certain impacts, there was, like... It, it wasn't just CGI. It was, like, obvious CGI. And, like, for certain impacts, that's fine. But then, like, there were scenes where, like, they were at a... They were doing, like, matches. And there was not a single live person in that audience. Except for, like, hit the crews. Right. And mm-hmm. I, I felt that was a little weird. But, again, it's not something that really breaks the movie for me. It's mm-hmm. kind of more yeah. like... It, I mean, it, the it, climax it of the movie had no audience in it. No. But... Yeah, it was all uh, PS2 avatars. Heck yeah, <laughs> seven copies. They're all doing the same animation. Yeah, those, but I uh, mean, or, yeah, those uh, 2K, those 2K audience members. Again, not a a break for me, but just more of like a nitpick that I was like, that's a little odd, but okay, I can work with it. I want, yeah, I like his addition to the directorial pool that we have. Um, just a bunch of anime nerds mm. uh, plugging our beloved tropes to the world <laughs> yeah. for the world to see 
Mm-hmm. Um, I pointed at this out like kind of just like when we were over. Is like he has like these kind of cliched shots that I'm all for. Um, like him and Dame, uh, both looking at each other mirrored in yeah. the locker room. Um, I did like that shot actually. Yeah, I know that's like a cool uh, kind of like a poster esque shot. Um, uh, them uh just like looking at each other from across the ring in their corners um like shit shit like that yeah oh overall honestly i i would recommend this movie if you like boxing movies it's worth a watch and i am looking forward to seeing what michael b jordan's gonna do in the future there's um so i do hope he's given he either develops himself or is given movies outside of boxing. Yeah. Because I would like to see how he handles some other stuff. The from what Yeah, I, that could be interesting. From what I understand, it's not like uh there is because like Sylvester Stallone doesn't own Rocky anymore. Um and it was kind of like a big a big thing for him to not be in Creed three. Yes. Uh, but like he is very open to Creed Four if there's something that can if like the story is good because like yeah St- Sylvester Stallone has seen the script um and, and like what they've written um but like because he's such a like he's like a good artist he's like there's no room for Rocky get this script is airtight there's no room for rocky and yeah it's his baby i don't know he just yeah wants and it to... it's like and it's like he doesn't want just like a random ass cameo he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be in just like right. the background um because there's no like no reason for him to be there yeah um so but he's he's very much open for creed 4 um and like where we're left off in the movie i feel like there's uh, as of right now, I don't feel like there's a lot we could go from here. I I feel like this is the end of Adonis's story. Right. I I feel like if they're gonna do a Creed four, I can already call it Adonis is older, and it's about his new trainee. That's basically gonna become the next Rocky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That if that's probably where they would go with it, but I I would be very satisfied if they just stopped. I yeah. I mean, like I was satisfied with Creed two. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's a brilliant, like, kind of just, like, finishing arc for Rocky, like, the character. Um, and then uh, Creed kind of, like, accomplishes the goal of, like, his spinoff, which is to kind of just, like, um, honor his late father. And then by him kind of just, like, fighting that uh, Drago fight, like, kind of just, like, completely bookends the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I think I've kind of said everything I had about the movie. I don't, I I mean, it's not like a super deep movie or anything, yeah. but so, I mean, at this point, I'm, go see it. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's about family. <laughs> family. But not Vin Diesel. It's a, it's about family. I was, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's about Star Wars. Yeah, it's about, uh star trek doesn't matter uh hey you could follow us at twitter at bun cinema uh patreon patreon.com slash cinema buns i'm ritter i'm mike no. <laughs> 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 <laughs>